Hey, welcome back to Parents Have Special Needs 2. I'm your host, Ashley Johnston, and this is episode 62, Finding Yourself. Hello, hello, hello. Hey, if you have ever felt lost, maybe like you've never really belonged to yourself, and now you're giving a lot of yourself to care for your children, and you still feel slightly hollow and empty inside and have no idea who you are, then listen in. I was listening to someone speak today and they said something that really struck me. She had recently had a child return home after some time away from home on his own. And when she described the change that she saw in him, she said that she noticed that he had become more of himself. Listen, mamas, when we become more of ourselves, that's when we have more to give and more of ourselves to enjoy, that we don't feel hollow or empty inside because there's someone there. So I want to describe to you today what the process looks like of finding yourself, at least the process that I have discovered so far that is helping me along this path in filling me up so that I have something to share, but also someone to enjoy, that I enjoy being with myself. I enjoy being by myself. I enjoy what I like and what I don't like, and I'm not afraid to voice those things and set boundaries around those things so that I can live the life that I want to live. Nothing, and I'm not talking about anything super extraordinary here, just everyday life that you are happy, that you know who you are, you know what you want, you know how you're living, you know, and the simple things like how you like your house to be decorated or how you like to spend your time, the books you like, the shows that you'll watch and won't watch, the people you'll hang out with and won't hang out with. Simpler things like this. You don't have to do anything or have anything extraordinary in your life to find yourself. It can be very simple, very basic, and something that you can do every day. And it doesn't take extra time, like sitting down and doing a whole bunch of things. It happens in the process of living your life. Small things that we do or say or think that can help make these shifts. So what does this process look like? If I was to give you a visual, I could say it kind of looks like an ocean, like when you're walking into the ocean from the beach and all you can see is miles and miles and miles of water with no end in sight, right? Or it looks like the flat plains, like when you're driving across Kansas or something like that. Or it could look like a mountain when you're climbing it and you cannot see the top. Like for all you know, that mountain just goes up and up and up forever because you can't see the top. And this idea of not being able to see the end at all isn't something to be devastating. The whole point of it is there's not an end to this process. This isn't a destination thing. It's not like one day you're going to be like, ah, I've arrived. This is fully who I am. Because I feel like people are fluid. Like I strongly believe people are fluid like the ocean and strong and sturdy and sometimes even stagnant like a mountain, right? Or flat and boring like the plains. Like we, we are all of these things. We're not one of these things. But the thing that these things have in common is that there's not an end 
to it. It is something that is continually developing and changing. So it's not like you reach a certain point of who you are and that's the end. It's like, and this is it and I've arrived and now I'm going to be this person for the rest of my life. And that's it. So hopefully in that you will find some freedom and hope in that this isn't something that you are behind on at all if you feel like you're 30 or 40 or 50 or 60 and you don't know who you are and you should by now or you or any of that that it's just not a thing there's no you can walk right into the ocean and you're in you're in the ocean and you're there and now you get to swim around and you get to explore that or if you're on a boat or whatever you just you're just there and you exist and that alone in itself is a beautiful thing okay so what we're doing now is bringing to your awareness your own existence and your own validity. And this is what I call finding yourself, okay? I'm sure there's a lot of other ways to say it, but that's what I'm going with for the moment. So finding yourself, it's, it's becoming something, not a destination, a process, a journey. And I like that phraseology because we are infinitely deep on the inside, as infinite as things are on the outside as the stars, the universe, that, that, that there's so much more out there that we just, we just know there's more out there. We don't know what it is. We don't even know how to get there. But if we turn inward, we can go the same way inside of ourselves. We get to jump in and see what we see and embrace it and love it. Okay. Or not. It depends on what you find, I guess, but we'll get to that in a minute. So I just want to clarify that this process does not look like asking other people who you are or looking to other people to show you or tell you who you are at all. It also doesn't mean that you ignore what other people say or do because humanity is a great mirror and those that you live with and those that know you can show you who you are if you're having a hard time figuring it out on your own. So in that respect, it's a great thing to look towards other people but not as in like, I'm a blank slate and I need you to just tell me how I should show up in the world and who I should be, okay? All right, so in simple terms, what I figured out is finding yourself looks like going internal, listening, and acting. Going internal means that you should start looking to yourself for guidance, that you listen to yourself, you listen to what you're thinking, and you listen to how you're feeling in certain situations. This doesn't mean that you can't look outside of yourself for guidance, but the ultimate say at the end of the day is you. It's not I'm doing this because someone else said so and I think that they're smarter than me or more qualified than me or whatever, unless you decide you're going to do that. So it, it's ownership of what you're deciding to do. Does that make sense? So that's what I mean when you go and you look for yourself, you look to yourself for guidance. But also be aware that you don't necessarily have to look at what you're thinking and feeling in any given situation and decide that that's just a fact or it's truth. Just because you think it doesn't mean it's true, okay? But it also doesn't invalidate that what you're thinking and feeling isn't happening, Okay, hopefully I'm striking that balance with you as I'm talking about this. So you're noticing, you're acknowledging, you're being aware of yourself and where you are. So for example, let's pretend that you're in a doctor's office at an appointment 
and the doctor gives you a recommendation for your child for a treatment of some kind. And something feels off about the recommendation to you. If you were not going internal, you might just brush it off and just get the written treatment plan and you would just leave, probably implement it or, or whatever you would do at that point. Now, going internal in this situation means that you would have taken the time to notice and acknowledge that you were feeling like something was off. You would pay attention to what you were thinking and what you were experiencing. Okay. Now, listening to yourself means that you would have taken it a step further and listened to and placed validation on your thoughts and your feelings. So it's not just, I I notice that I'm feeling like something is off here, but it's, I'm feeling like something is off here. I need to pay attention to this. This means something. Perhaps it means that there's a call to action here. So for example, if you're in that situation and you acknowledge, and not necessarily verbally, but you acknowledge that you were feeling that something was off. And even though it doesn't seem logical, and even though the doctor might agree with you, you still feel like there's something wrong. Right? So those thoughts and those feelings of their own accord are valid. They are valid just because you had them and you feel them, right? Nothing more. Okay, now let's move on to act, which is the third step. I've noticed that in moments that I act, that's when I notice that I have the biggest shifts towards becoming more of myself. Okay, there's the the going internal and the listening, which are great, but it's the taking of the actual action that helps to bond that relationship with myself and where I start to feel like I step into more of an alignment with me. Okay, so you do want to make sure that you include this step. So for example, in a situation, so for example, in this situation that we're talking about, you may have voiced your concern to the doctor, right? You've already gone internal. You've already listened to yourself and valid. And you're like, this means something. I need to do something with these thoughts and these feelings. So you might say something like, Dr. So-and-so, I understand that this might not make any sense, but I feel like something is off about moving forward with this treatment right now. I'd like to do some more investigating, some more research before I decide to move forward this with this or something like that. And even your doctor may even disagree with you, but you have the right as your child's mother to refuse treatment anyway. Okay? Like that's something I didn't realize when I was first going to the doctors. It was a little bit ridiculous, but I didn't realize that. So you could say no, okay? Because you also know your child better than they do. So this is a collaborative effort, you and the doctor, not just the doctor, to figure out what is best for your child. So listen to yourself, act for yourself. And even if in the end you find out that there was nothing wrong with, with the treatment and, and you're moving forward with the treatment, what you would have gained in the process of honoring your thoughts and your feelings is a better relationship with yourself. You having become more of yourself and that feels awesome. But on the other side, the cost of ignoring yourself is a loss or a fracture in the process of becoming you. So even if it doesn't make sense, acting for yourself is always going to help you, like honoring, acting in a way that honors your thoughts and your feelings will always bring more alignment to you. Even if later on you decide 
to shift what you're thinking and feeling or you do because you find out more information you're still in alignment with yourself and that is still going to make a big deposit into the bank account that you have with yourself right the key is alignment now i just want to give you a warning that this can be a freeing process and a painful process because it feels so good to be aligned but just as you will find there's beautiful parts of yourself, you will also find that there are parts of you that you aren't so proud of. Like when you really, really do think awful things about that person or you really, really do hate certain things about yourself or you are really ashamed of something that you had done. All of those are in alignment. That is how you actually feel or that isn't a judgment you're actually making about someone else or yourself. And that's painful when you come to realize that that is actually where I'm at at the moment. But that's the thing. It's it's a moment. Okay, you can always swim to a different part of the ocean or hike to a different part of the mountain. You can shift those things. Those those are movable. So I just want to let you know you don't have to feel completely devastated in that moment, even though it will probably still hurt. So there you go. But like I said, I'm a huge believer in change, but also it's work. Okay? It's possible and it happens every day. So just do yourself the favor that when you're going internal, listening, observing, and taking action for yourself, do so without the agenda to change it all right now. Just let it be and let you be for a while. Okay, you're just finding yourself. You're just getting in alignment. It's the whole goal here. Now, I want to address something alongside finding yourself. And I've noticed that those that lack clear boundaries with themselves or they don't uphold the boundaries that they have, like they know what their boundaries are, but they're not upholding them. And I don't mean other people upholding them. I mean you, okay? Where it's if so-and-so does this, or if this thing's happened, then I will take this action, right? That's a boundary. But those that don't have clear boundaries or don't uphold them, and I myself have done this often, I've noticed that those are the people that more often than not often don't know who they are, often don't know what they like, and are a little bit more lost about themselves. When you're in the process of finding yourself, so incorporating boundaries into this work is something that is important. And it can be really difficult when you're not good at boundaries in the first place. So when you're in the process of finding yourself, try to do so with protection, kind of think about yourself as if you were a newborn baby, right? When the baby is newly born, especially in the winter months when sickness is really easy to spread and to catch, you take precautions to keep the disease away from the baby, right? Whether that is nobody comes over or we don't go anywhere, everybody washes their hands or whatever you do, you're taking extra precautions because you know that the baby's immune system is so delicate. And You're also spending a lot of time reinforcing and nourishing that baby. Constant feeding, helping them get good sleep, changing their diapers, making sure they can burp, you know, and like giving lots of cuddles and all of those things. You're spending a ton of time nourishing that little human. And when you're finding yourself, you have to treat yourself like this way. Because if you start to find yourself and you start to discover new things and you share it in a way or with people who don't know you or are in a situation that ends up being, it's more rough, right? It's a more a situation that would call for thicker skin, if you will. 
if you put yourself out there when you're still in a more vulnerable state of becoming you, coming to yourself, then it can be really traumatic and it can be really scary and it can be really scarring. And and it's often that you're not going to do this at every phase of every part of your life at this moment, right? It's going to be maybe one or two things. So you're just doing it at different areas of your life at one time. So say you're taking this one area, you're going to be nourishing that area with kindness and not with judgment and just with being present and with um, acting on what you're thinking and feeling to learn and discover and make mistakes, right? That's how we do that. But you're also going to set up a strong boundary around that so you can do this explorative work inside of a safe space that you make for yourself, okay? Or with people that know you well and you trust them, okay? It works way, way better when you feel like you're in a safe emotional space. Now, when the newborns get older and more resilient, they can take more exposure from the world and from sicknesses and it's not so detrimental to them. And that I've noticed is the same case with you when you're learning or rediscovering yourself. So when you're first starting out on this journey or a new phase of this journey, be gentle with yourself, create safeties for yourself, set boundaries, abide by those boundaries and begin to settle into yourself a little bit more. Accept yourself and enjoy what you're finding because as you nourish yourself and you start to behave differently, that can be difficult for the people around you. And that's something you want to be aware of is they're going to take notice and sometimes how they respond isn't always the easiest to handle. But if you've got your own back, it's something you can totally do. And as you find that person, right? And if this all seems a little bit vague, it's because we're not all the same who you're going to find and how you're going to find yourself is a little bit different. But I know that these three principles, right? You're going internal, listening, observing, acting can all bring things to the surface and help you find consciously the person that you've always really been. So there you have it. This is what I've learned so far. And I'm looking forward to sharing more with you as I learn more and continue this awesome experience. All right. Until next time, take care.